Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not hello, obey hello. the truth, yep. but obey unrighteousness, indignation, hello, hello. Oh, great blue You an African-American? Nope. You believe hello. in your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin?
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I your theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, 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 alright. Uh Shalom and good morning. Uh Yahweh Bahasam, Yahweh Shabrug Thumb. Uh you have reached another uh episode of ISBHBK Bible Talk Podcast. Welcome to the show. Um uh you want to take this time to uh to send a text out, a text message out to, to uh friends, family, or even enemies if, if that's what, if that's the case, to uh area code six four six 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 eight two five six eight. I mean, you can text that the show is on live right now. Eric code 646 668 2568. Tune into our podcast. All right. I'm being joined today by my, my brother, my friend, uh, uh, my companion in arms, my brother, Gabar Kawash. Hold on, Mark. Hold on, one second. Hold on, one second. Uh, I don't have Peter no more. You don't have, you don't have Peter no more? Really? <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Two chops to the throat. Two chops to the damn throat. <laughs> got you. I got you. <laughs> um, so long, uh, call. To you, sir, also. Tuwa Barakwa, also. to you as well. Uh, and to, like, like my brother just said, to the 12 tribes, worldwide, shalom, and, and good morning. To Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Asher, Sally, Issachar. To those uh, Israelites that are here in the uh, North, Central, South America, the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans. North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and Mexicans. Those people here in North Central South America, the Western Hemisphere, whose fathers happen to be of Negro, uh, so-called Native American, or so-called Hispanic descent, we say shalom to you and welcome. It's time to repent. It's time for us to come back to, to our Lord and Savior, to now to our, our identity that we are the Israelites, but it's time to come back to uh, true repentance, right, that we are the Israelites, and that the only reason that we're in this captivity is have learned the lies that that uh, that were Negroes, especially Puerto Ricans. Learned the lies that were Catholics, Baptists, Methodists, Episcopalians. Learned the lies that were Democrats, Republicans. Learned the lies that were Alphas, Greeks, um, uh, Omegas, Lambdas, uh, Kappas. Um, Learned the lies that we're supposed to support some type of union um, um, or Mason House or what have you. Is that because we're the Israelites? And until we come back now, not as we're waking up across the world to the fact that we are the Israelites, there's another part to it, brothers and sisters. The next part, um, after waking up and receiving our identity, is the repenting part, right, uh, is the repenting part. It's feeling that godly sorrow. Yes, feeling, feeling, uh, feeling a godly sorrow that, yes, we have gone wrong. We have erred. Uh, and not just recently, not within, not within this 
you know, the past five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, or 80 years. But we have been erring with the Lord God that created the universe. From the time our forefathers came out of Egypt, we keep erring. We keep doing wrong. And, and we, we refuse to accept accountability for our actions. And we want to we see him and blame everybody else and, and, and not look at ourselves because it's painful, because it hurts. We are continually looking for somebody to speak smooth things to us, uh, speak easy things to us. Uh, 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 let it be known that it's not really my fault. Let it really be known that, that, um, that we don't have to be accountable for our actions. Contrary to, you know, where Christ even came back and said what? Um, every idle word that we speak that we're going to be judged. Every idle word that we speak. It's not going to be just, oh, oh I was just playing. I'm just joshing. Um, oh, I was, I was just BSing. You, you, you know I was just BSing, right? You didn't think I was really serious about that. No. The Lord said every idle word that we speak is going to be judged. And until we have come back to our identity as Israelites, and accept the fact that we are the nation of Israel, we are the children of Israel, uh, and that we have sinned against the Lord our God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, that until we get to that point, he is not going to send the next Savior, the next, the last, and the anointed Savior, whose name happens to be Jesus Christ. Who the world calls Jesus Christ, or in the pale of Hebrew, his name is Yahweh Shai. Until we get to that point, brothers and sisters, Again, we're going to sit here and do a lot of suffering. We're going to go through a lot of suffering. We're going to go through a lot of affliction. We're going to go through a lot until we actually get to that point where not just identifying that we are the Israelites, not just identifying who the so-called white man is, not just identifying who, who the nations are, but as Israelites, what is our duty at this time? We have to repent. And that, that does mean feeling that sorrow. That, it, that does mean like Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 18 tells us, that he that increases uh, uh, wisdom increases sorrow. As we get more of the most high's wisdom and see how wrong we've been, how off we've been, how how we have not we have not known the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We know nothing but pride, stubbornness, hardheadedness, um, straight up just rebellion, witchcraft. We have not known who our God really is. Real quick, I know I told the brother Gabar to go to Hebrews chapter eight, but before we go there. Let's go to um, uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. And, yes, I, I do want to – I'm, I'm going to jump into this class, y'all, using the, the introductions. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I give a shout-out to everybody and, and give everybody aware of what's going on. But I really want to get into this class today. I really want to make sure we get into the scriptures today. So uh, let's get Romans chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. First, give me the uh, within of Hebrews. Okay. Time. So uh, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. 4. Yes, sir. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now, last night I, I was working with the brother Yanawatan uh, here in San Antonio. We, uh, we had, we had uh, an Amazon delivery run uh, uh, to the post office here in, in San Antonio. Um, and I, I was thinking about this scripture right here. My, I need one more scripture, good boy, if you can help me out. Yes, sir. Um, where Christ said, learn of me. You remember what scripture is at? Or you know what scripture is at? Um, give it to me one more time. Learn of me. Okay. Con, I will find that for you. <clears throat> uh, you said my mic is in a, a lot of status still? Yes. 
Yes, sir. All right, cool. Let me then kill this then and, and go straight to the phone. All right, cool. Cool. No, I don't want that. I don't want a lot of feedback. Not today. Not today, y'all. Today is today. Uh, it's Matthew uh, uh, 11 and 29. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. Matthew chapter 11 and uh, verse 29. Now, everybody, I, I know I'm going kind of fast because um, I'm amped off of, off of caffeine and sugar-free Red Bull right now. I ain't going to lie to you. So so I know I'm going kind of fast, and, and it might be kind of hard to catch it. Keep up with me. So I'm trying my best to, to pull back these Fisdells and try and slow down a little bit. <laughs> I know that, okay, so from Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says, for things written aforetime were written for what? Our learning. Okay? And the things that were written for before time were written for our learning. And then it says that we, through faith and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Uh, do you have the do you have uh, Romans fifteen four still up or you already switched over? Uh, I I did switch over, but I can I can go right back. I can go right back. If you can go right back, too, I appreciate it. Fine. <clears throat> so Romans chapter fifteen and verse four. Yes, sir. Okay, fine. Romans chapter fifteen and verse four reads: For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. I, I, there, there's, a, there's so much in this, this scripture right here that I was meditating on last night. Again, it says, for what sort of things were written aforetime were written for our learning. So the things that were written aforetime that were written for our learning obviously is this Bible. The Old Testament, the, uh, the Apocrypha, the New Testament, that things written aforetime, you know, from 2000, 2023, was it March 2nd, 2023? Things written aforetime, as far as what the, it's in the Bible, it was written for our learning. And then it goes on to say that we, through, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. A lot of us lose hope because we don't know the scriptures. A lot of us get those feelings of despair, those feelings of, of hopelessness, the, the panic attacks, we get the, uh, uh, the, the anxiety going uh, because we don't know the scriptures. We don't understand the history of the scriptures. We don't understand, and, and, and what got me to this point right here is, from when I was just first opening up, how we as Israelites, we don't know who our God is. We, we, as we come into the, into the knowledge of the truth, we learn some Hebrew, and we learn that his name is not just God. Um, that his name is, um, in ancient uh, Hebrew is Yahweh. Um, that is not is not Jehovah, uh, it's not God, but that his name in ancient Hebrew is Yahweh. We do learn we learn that part. We learn that Jesus Christ is is a Greek Greek way of saying uh, Yeshua or Yahweh Shai or Yahshua. We, we we get to learn some of the, some of these things, but we don't really know and understand who our God is. When we come into the knowledge of the truth, one thing we do is, uh, is substitute the word God. Sometimes you might hear us reading, and we won't say God. Sometimes you might hear us say the most high. 
Another time you might hear me say uh, the power. Um, because when you read, in, when you start to read Hebrew, you understand that Hebrew is written from right to left. Um, so it's almost like in, in, a, uh, in a very disrespectful fashion or, or manner, um, they put the word God in, in, into the Bibles. Okay, but if you read that from right to left, instead of left to right, it would read dog. So just, just, just to give a little bit more honor to, to the Father, a little bit more honor to the Creator, a little bit more honor to the Most High, we, we do try and avoid using the word God. But we will for those who it might be your first time tuning in or um, you're not really used to or, or, or got any Hebrew classes uh, to really understand what's going on. But one of the substitute names that we use or titles that we use for God is power, that our, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, you can also say the power of Abraham, the power of Isaac, and the power of Jacob. And for me to make the statement that many Israelites really don't understand the power of the creator, we really don't understand how do we optimize the power of the creator. We're so used to, to looking or seeing from cartoons as a kid, seeing superheroes um, from a Hulk smash to a Superman to uh, the speed of a flash to a, uh, uh, the power of Thor with the, with the thunder and with the lightning to a, a Green Lantern to, to uh, um, Aquaman or, or, or Namor or, or, or what have you, that we, we, we get those images imprinted in our minds about what it means to be a have power. Uh, we look at Greek mythology, and we look at uh, uh, what's shown to us about a Zeus or a, a, a Jupiter or a Saturn or, or, or a, a Mercury or a Mars, looking at Greek mythology. We look at Norse mythology and look at Thor and Odin and Loki. Um, uh, or we look at to Egyptian mythology, where we look at a... At a, a, a the, the Ankh, or we look at, at, I forget some of the Egyptian gods named Set, or the, the Dogface Boy, or Shazam, or, or what have you. We look at these type of things, and we, we, we've been taught to associate that. That's what a god looks like. Look at how much power they have, and look at how much force they have, and look at the, the, the sculpted bodies, whether they're, they're, uh, they're a male god or a female goddess. They're sculpted, and, and, and they look this way, and, and they're Black Adam with um, uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. or, or we, we really associate the God of the Bible with that type of, of, of disposition. But God says repeatedly in the scriptures, we don't know our God. The Israelites, we really do not know or understand our God. One, because we really don't understand the scriptures. We really do not understand the scriptures. Now it says, again, in Romans chapter 15, verse, verse 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, for us to learn, for us to actually learn that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, that we might have hope. So a lot of reason that, that there's no hope, there's a feeling of despair, just loss, that it wasn't for bad luck, I have no luck at all. But I thought I'm supposed to be an Israelite, and I'm supposed to somehow, I guess, turn into some type of, of, of leprechaun 
and find a pot of gold. And just everything's supposed to be good, hunky-dory, and I'm not supposed to go through any problems. I'm supposed to be on the path to the yellow brick road. I'm supposed to have just all my problems just solved because now I know I'm an Israelite. So, and I'm supposed to be able to say the words, Yahweh, Yahweh, Shai. Um, and that's supposed to deflect any evil evil that comes around me. That if I see a cop who wants to give me a ticket, just let me in- invoke like like some type of witchcraft. Yahweh, Yahweh, Shai, help me. And just because I said Yahweh, Yahweh Shai, which, which is God's name and, and Jesus' name in Hebrew, that somehow that's supposed to give me some extra type of power. Or because I'm wearing uh, uh, my, uh, a shield of David, or because I'm wearing a menorah, um, or I'm wearing fringes, that's supposed to protect me like, like a um, Wonder Woman's invisible jet, or from the Fantastic Four, the invisible, the invisible woman with her force fields, or... or uh, Superman, bullet supposed to now bounce off my chest uh, because I've, I've got uh, this, the shield of David, or I got a menorah, or I got some Hebrew on. That's supposed to just give me this magical power, and I'm supposed to be able to now be more assertive. I'm supposed to be more where I, I uh, let me just put my fist in it. That I'm going to make sure I'm seen, I'm heard, uh, I, I can roar. I'm the lion of the tribe, the lion of the tribe of Judah, and it's all about how much power now I can exert. How much I can assert myself, but the God of the Bible says, you don't know me. Now, uh, what's the one you had on? Uh, we're going to hold Matthew uh, 15, uh, not, sorry, not Matthew. We're going to hold Romans 15 and 5 and read what you got about what Christ said. Where are we at? Uh, we're in uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29. <clears throat> Go ahead. Reads, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Now, if, if, if you're following along, and I'm asking Brother Gabar Kawaz to read this one more time, but if, you, if you're following along, and I, I, I know I'm going kind of fast, so I'm going to slow down. If you are following, following along, we're in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, and if your Bible is so equipped, you'll see that at, equipped with the words of Christ being in red. You'll see that these are the words of Christ, the Savior, the Deliverer, and that this is what he's saying, that going along with Romans 15 and 4, things are in the fourth time are written for our learning, that we, and through patience and comfort of the Scripture, that we might have hope. Now, please, listen up as the Brother Gabarkawa reads this again. Please, open your ears. Turn, turn, turn your radio up or, or your phone up or, or your tablet up. Turn up right now. So you can hear what Christ is saying. Go ahead, Ark. Time. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29 reads, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. So when, when we think it's about how much I assert myself, I ain't going to let nobody step over me, step on me. I ain't going to let nobody disrespect me. Uh, uh, put some respect on it. That that if 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 I can't handle something, that I'm going to put my fist in it. I'm going to let them know that I'm here, brothers. That's the power of the so-called white man. That's the that's the God and that's the power that was given to the so-called white man. His blessing is that um, uh, that with his sword, that's how he's going to rule. And from the time of the Greeks to the Romans until present-day America, um, Russia, any Caucasian country, Germany, France, 
Spain, Portugal, they've got their power and, and their riches and their everything by how much they assert themselves, by how much they, they take the bull by the horns, by how much that, that, that uh, they seize the day, by how much um, they take their destiny in their own hands. Um, like the old cartoon, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. I am master of my universe. I'm going to control my environment and the people and the things around me. It's going to be all controlled by me. The 48 laws of power. That's how the white man and the world operate. And by using that, they've gotten success in this world by using those things. But we could come into the knowledge that we're the Israelites. We're supposed to come back and, and coming into us the knowledge of how our God actually works. How does our power work? For the so-called white man, is always get a bigger gun, <coughs> get a bigger weapon. To where the so-called white man even calls uh, the, the, the bigger weapons he's got peacekeepers. That he's going to keep the peace with other nations because he's got a bigger bomb. He's got something more destructive. He's got something just, just more destructive than what anybody else has. And because of that, he don't care how much it might hurt the earth. He don't care how much it might pollute the earth, pollute the, the air, the water, um, uh, animal life, or what have you. I've got a more powerful weapon than you got, and by this, I'm going to keep the peace. And unfortunately, we look at these type of things, and we think that we got to do the same thing. So now we think that it's about how many guns we get so that we can have power and influence, money, power, respect. We think it's about how much money I can attain. That the more money I get, that gives me more power, money, power, respect. And we don't understand to see how we're still following, even though we call ourselves Israelites, we're still following and trying to attain to the power or the God or what the so-called white man uses or what the nations use. But we don't understand, because we don't study the scriptures, what is the power of Abraham, the power of Isaac, the power of Jacob, the God, the power of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. What, how do you tap into the power of God that's in the Bible? Well, Christ, being his only begotten son, Yahweh Shai, being his only begotten son, just gave us one of the biggest keys uh, the biggest, one of the biggest mysteries in the whole wide world. We can go back and look in our histories and see did Mike, did Mighty Mike, uh, Iron Mike Tyson, Iron Mighty Mike Tyson, how much did his power help him in the end? How much did, did Dr. J's power to jump from the free throw line help him in the end? How much did OJ? Who, 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 whose power of, of running as one of the greatest running backs in the NFL, how much does that help them in the end? R. Kelly's power to assert his voice and sing songs, how much does that help him in the end? That people are so into using power, but they're not tapping to the power of, that, that of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the power that Christ used. They were Christ himself. Yahweh himself says what? One more time, huh? Where we at? 
Con, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29 reads, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Learn of me. Yahweh Shah, Christ, the Savior, the Lamb. The Lamb of God is saying what? Learn of me. I am meek and lowly. I take low. Christ was, a, was the word. Christ studied the Old Testament, the Apocrypha. How do you get God on your side? How do you get the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator of the universe? How do you get him on your side? His son told us what? Learn of him. For he is meek and lowly. And by learning of Christ and doing the way Christ says do it, what did Christ promise us? You'll find rest into your souls. Your soul will find rest. But we're sitting here trying to get so angry, get so angry and get so frustrated, and we want to assert our power. We want to assert our control over everything. And haven't you realized the more we try to assert our, our power, assert control over everything, the more shit don't work, the more things don't work out, the more stress you have, you, high blood pressure, high blood pressure can't go down. Blood sugar won't go down because now, now um, uh, your insulin isn't, isn't mixing well with your body. So now you, we're pre-diabetic, diabetic, or, or just have this, this, this energy just gets zapped out of nowhere. And the more we keep trying to enforce our will, enforce our way, that's not giving you rest to your soul. Because that's not how Christ did it, and that's not how God does it. So this is, this is why it says we don't know God. We think money is God. We think that, that, that to gain is godliness. But we truly don't understand the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We really don't get it. We're going to let all, all that go, and let's get Romans chapter 15, verse 5 now. Romans chapter 15, verse 5 reads, now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. Now, one thing that, that when we first came into the show, one scripture that's always shown to us is Exodus 15 and 3, that the Lord is a man of war, and, and, we, and we, hang, we hang ourselves on that. We, we work out to that thought. God's a man of war. He's a warrior. That's true, but where is God's power at? How do we tap into? He's a warrior, but how do we tap into his power when we're patient? When we are patient. That's how we get our God, our power, working on our side for us. That's how, from a scripture I'm always quoting, um, Proverbs 7, 16, verse 7 really works. That when our ways please the most high, he'll make our enemies be at peace with us. When we take low. Then, oh, come on, everybody knows, knows, at least heard the scripture, the meek shall inherit the earth. Christ just told us what? Again, in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Take my, take my yoke upon you. You got it, Oh, uh, Con, I got it. Um <laughs> 
Take ye, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. In and you heart. shall find In my mind, I'm meek and lowly in, in heart. In my mind. And then what? Go ahead. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. And this is why a lot of us, myself included, we suffer from things like insomnia, can't sleep, can't rest. There's always a worry. There's always something else out of my control, and I'm going crazy. And for myself, that leads to comfort eating. I need I need some type of comfort food, some some salty potato chips or some type of chocolate, uh, something sweet, uh, something gooey. I, I need I need something buttery. It might be ice cream. It, it might be um, just that texture or, or the taste. But I got I need something to comfort me. It might be the crunch of of some fried some type of fried food. That I need some type of comfort. Because I'm still trying to hold things and keep things in control, but I'm not. I ain't learned the key, the key, the key, the key, the key. I've not learned the key to how do I get the God of the Bible to fight for for me more? How do I get the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? How do I get Him? Or how does He how does He choose to help me? I mean, that's a better way of putting it. How does He choose to help me? How does he choose to make my enemies be at peace with me? Am I being meek to him? Am I taking low, like Christ said? Am I obeying my Lord and Master, Jesus Christ? Am I taking low? So I can see God now really work in my life. And from reading the scriptures, we can see where if it was Moses. How did Moses go from being the, the prince of Egypt to a shepherd over sheep? The word the most I exalt him to. Moses wasn't even good at Hebrew. The scriptures tell us that Moses was the meekest man on the earth. David was a pipsqueak, the runt of the litter. The nation of Israel was, was the smallest of all nations. In stature and in number. All right, brother. So I just want to uh, throw, throw out, let's go ahead and get to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. That oh. for the longest time, as, as we do wake up as Hebrew Israelites, which is a good thing. I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing. It's a damn good thing. It's a very great thing. It, it, it's a miracle. Because how, how hard our enemies have fought to make sure we don't find out we're the Israelites, to keep us divided from East Coast, West Coast, um, uh, uh, Mexican Spanish, to Cuban Spanish, to Puerto Rican Spanish, to, to, uh, to Portuguese, to, to Patois English, to to um, European English, to American English, and, and then not even with American English. Is it West Coast English? Is it East Coast English? Is it Down South English? What is it? They've got, uh, are you light-skinned, dark-skinned, straight hair, um, uh, um, curly hair, light eyes, dark eyes, 
What is it? We've been so divided, we were never supposed to find out we the Israelites to let them tell it, to let them live it. We were never supposed to find out we the Israelites. So to find out that we are, that the prophecy that God gave us in Hosea chapter 1, verse 10 and 11, is actually coming to pass, that we are starting to wake up, is a beautiful thing. But, brothers and sisters, it don't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got to find the scripture, but I can't think of how, how it's worded. Brother Gabar, I need you. I'm glad, so glad you're here on the phone. I need you to <laughs> expound anything. <laughs> Let me find the scripture. <laughs> okay. Okay, so basically... I'm just going to reiterate what what you've been uh, teaching on. Basically, that we don't we don't know as a nation, as a nation of 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 of, of Israel, we don't know the Heavenly Father. We don't know. We think that being bold and 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 um, bling blinging um, shows power. Um, we, we believe in, in, in bragging about what we have is is our is our power is how we show our power. Um, we believe, you know, how many how many women uh, a man may have is is power. We 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 think raising up, turning up, turning up is the power. Is is you know this is this is how we turn up. This is this is how we show that we are here. Um, um, basically, and the, the T-shirts, Black Lives Matter, you know, we, we got to voice that out. You know, we believe that that's powerful. You know, we're letting everybody know that we matter. But we just read in, in Matthew 11 and 29 um, that it's, it's, that's, not, that's not the power that's not the power of, of the, the, the Heavenly Father and, and Christ. The, the actual power is in being lowliness in mind, meek and humble. You know, um, I'm not going to go to the scripture, but the, the, the scripture does say that the Heavenly Father and Christ come closer to the contrite in spirit, the lowly. He draws nearer, but he rejects the proud, the boaster. Um, on uh, <laughs> on that, I mean, really can't really, you know. Basically, the the, the scripture speaks for itself, and and like uh, you know, um, like like. The scripture says in eleven and twenty nine, it is it is in red, and so it it is coming right out of Christ's mouth of what the power is, and it is the key, the key to us finding rest in our souls. I'm gonna read it one more time. Um, take ye take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So this is how. You know, my yoke 
and learn of me. We learn of him through the scriptures, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. So this is the key to us having having rest in our in our in our spirits. Um going through I I I don't want to just keep repeating what we all just heard from from Ashaba, but it's 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 the truth and that's that's about as far as, far as I, I can I can expound on expound on that. Cool, cool, cool. Um let's go to Deuteronomy chapter eight verse eleven. Let's go to Deuteronomy Hebrews chapter eight verse eight. I definitely want to get to that, but let's go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter eight verse eleven. Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Go ahead. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein. And keep reading. And when and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint, who, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. Again, that, that, here's another key, brother. Says another key. Deuteronomy chapter eight verse sixteen. That the father he, he brought us into the wilderness. He fed us with manna, which our fathers knew not. That they had no idea that of how to get that. This is the way that that food is provided. That we had coming out of Egypt, we thought it was about the might of our own hands, and that we made these happen. And I put this together, and this this is why me and my family are eating. This is why we we're being taken care of because of my ingenuity, because of my the sweat of of, of my brow and, and and my hard work. This is why we're being my family's being taken care of. This is why I'm being taken care of. We tripping. It says that we're supposed to remember who actually is doing. Who, who fed us in the wilderness with manna? which our fathers knew not. They had no, no clue that that's how you would take care of, that we would be taken care of. That wasn't nothing that they learned in Egypt, that now I'm bringing my talents and my skills that I learned in Egypt. I'm going to bring this out here in this wilderness, and that's how we're going to be taken care of. Negro, please. No. It's not about what, you know what? The Lord had me grow like this in America, so I'm bringing these talents to the table. You're out your mind. We're going to be fed and taken care of in a way that your father, my father, have no clue about. 
have never seen before. Reading on from that point, now, from that point there, please read on. Con, um, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 17. 16. Con, and thou, who fed thee in the, in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee. That why he do it this way? That he might humble thee. That we might be humbled. This is what we were not. This is what we were not supposed to forget. That we were being taken care of because we were humble. God provided everything because we were humble. And that he might prove thee to thee to do thee good at thy latter end. To do us good. We had to be humbled so he could do us good at our latter end. We keep running around here, again, on the verge of mental breakdowns. Because we keep trying to control everything by how we see and by how we feel as opposed to being humble. Read verse 17. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand have gotten me this wealth. What is God, why did the Most High bring us through the wilderness that, that way? That he did fed us with, with manna and quail? So that we wouldn't get the notion in our mind that it was our our own power, our own hands, that got us the wealth, the riches, or took care of our families. That we took care of ourselves because of our own power, my own hand, my own ingenuity, my own wit, my own wisdom. You know, that Tony Montana from Scarface. Who built this thing? Who put it together? Me. That's who. Me. I did it together. Um, Snoop Dogg, for, for whatever damn award he won that one time, who I like to thank? Me. I'm the one who put this together. I wrote all them songs. I put them lyrics together. I want to thank me. You out your, That is not how you get the God of the Bible on your side. That is not how you get his help. The Father ain't taking us through the things he's taking us through for it to be about for all the praise and glory to go to us as individuals that is something I did. This is how God, and again, this is how the Father dealt with the nation of Israel, the Israelites, the nation. That if anybody's going to be bragging, that the, the only bragging should be about the Lord God. Not because of what I did, and I need to be patted on the back for what I did, and I need, I, need, I need to be given some type of special reward for what I did because I did this, because I was thinking, because I had wisdom, because I used the power of my own mind, my own will, I got me this. No. This is why we don't have rest for our souls. And since the days we came out of Egypt. Go ahead. Read verse 18. Read verse 18. Tom, 
but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. As it is this day. And again, this one talks to the individuals. This talks to the nation. Because since the day we came out of Egypt, we have always operated as individuals trying to get our own individual wealth and not looking at how the Father, the Creator, was dealing with the whole nation to be wealthy. But that didn't give nobody bragging rights. That didn't give nobody boasting rights when everybody had the same. When, when among the Israelites, all Israelites were equal. I couldn't boast. I couldn't brag. I I couldn't try to exalt myself over you. You know, like Christ said, whosoever exalts himself shall be abased. But whoever abases himself shall be exalted. You know, those things that, that, that all he was doing was, you know, paraphrasing and, and putting together the lessons we should have picked up from the Old Testament. That it would take us having to go in captivity and then humble ourselves as the nation of Israel. We had to all put on that sackcloth and put ashes. Said so now your special Jordans couldn't flash in the spotlight. Your Kooji sweater, your Louis Vuitton bag, I don't even know who, what kind of design. Your Yeezy, I guess. I don't even know who, who the hell are good designers are here no more. I really don't. But whatever it is that you got with your little status symbol, when we put on sackcloth and ashes, that means you couldn't tell nobody for it. You couldn't tell who had good hair, who had bad hair. You couldn't tell who... Um, um, uh, who, who's from, from uh, who was bougie and who wasn't. But we all would put on that sackcloth and we would all spread ashes over our faces. You, didn't, you couldn't see my makeup. You couldn't see how beautiful my skin is and how I'm, I'm above the rest of y'all niggas. No, the nation would come together Put sackcloth on, sackcloth on, literally burlap sat, sat, not not silk, not some special uh, cotton, not special linen, because you know how my skin gets irritated. Sackcloth. Isn't that what we use to, to bag potatoes? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Go to Walmart. Cause I, I don't know what what you might call your stores, where you might be at. Here in, in, in Texas, there's H-E-B. There's H-E-B, Kroger's, Publix, Albertsons. Um, but definitely there's a Walmart down there everywhere. Go to Walmart. Go into the, the fruit and vegetable section. And the bag that the potatoes come in, or even if, uh, the bag that the grapefruits come in, that's sackcloth. Very rough. Extremely rough. 
damn near scratch you to, 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 to blood comes out. We as Israelites will put that clothing on and literally spread sackcloth all over our faces, all over, all over our heads and our bodies as we laid on the earth, praying to our God to forgive us and to save us from whatever next calamity we was, that, that, that was about to hit us because of our pride. And we have repeatedly repeated that process with the Creator over and over again. But now, let's recap a little bit over from what we did over yesterday, and go ahead and get, uh, uh, get into this a little, little deeper, a little bit more. Let's go to uh, Hebrews chapter eight, verse eight. We're going to be eight Five. through ten. Hebrews chapter eight, verse eight through ten. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter eight. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm sorry. Go back. To, <laughs> go back to John chapter eight, verse eighteen, and keep reading down. Damn. Fine. So we're at nineteen now. <clears throat> uh, start it. Eighteen again. Fine. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18 reads, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall ye perish because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. That's why the nation of Israel, we've been kicked out of the promised land from either 722 B.C. or 70 A.D. Until this very hour That there's other nations Living and controlling our land To this very hour Even for the Israelites that have gone back to Israel Living in Demona or what have you You, you know they say that The only way you can live in Israel if you're, Even if you're a, a Hebrew Israelite Living over there now in Demona you have, to, you have to serve A year in the Israeli army you still got to serve a year in the, your enemy's army in your land. That's crazy. We are not saved because we've broken the covenant with the Lord our God. And unlike our forefathers, we don't feel sorry for it yet. Again, we find out that, that we Israelites, but we don't feel sorry for what we've done, how, how we've lived this whole time, and actually feeling that, that godly sorrow that Paul was talking about. But but God, there is a God in heaven. Let's get now. Let's get Hebrews chapter eight, verse eight, eight through ten. Hebrews chapter eight and verse eight reads: For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, 
the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Why does God got to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah? Because we broke, we, not him, we broke the old covenant. We just read that in, in, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 8. We've, we've, had, we've been broke the covenant with the Lord our God. God made a covenant with the Israelites at, at, on Mount Sinai that if we, would, if we would obey and be obedient to his voice, he would be our God and we would be his people. And when Moses brought those words to the Israelites, all the Israelites said, all that the Lord has commanded, we will do like a marriage ceremony. Do you, Israel, promise to take the Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, as, your, as, as the creator to honor, to serve, to worship, to obey, and to love the Lord your God as long as you shall live? And every last Israelite says, I do. We do. We made a covenant with God. And remember, you know how God feels about when you make a vow, you better keep the damn thing. God is not a man that he should lie. And, and the, what is that, the ninth commandment? Thou shalt not uh, bear false witness. Thou shalt not swear. We, uh, again, I've, I've done a whole class about what that what it means to swear. That, that, that ain't got a goddamn thing to do with using cuss words. It's when you say you're going to do something and you don't. When you read Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16, we're not going to read it right now. It tells you, it lists the 16 that God hates. And one of the first things he says is a lying tongue. Can't, he can't stand that. So we made a vow that we would obey the voice of the Lord God, the creator, Yahweh. And in so doing, he would be our God and we would be his people. But we have been breaking that covenant. He didn't break it because he said, cool, I'll be, your, I'll be your God. And he claimed us on Mount Sinai that, yes, we are, he, he's going to be our God. And he's not, a, he's not a God that he should lie. He has never broken that covenant that he made. As opposed to the Israelites, have, we keep repeatedly breaking that covenant until finally, again, we had to get up out of his house. 722 B.C., gone. 70 A.D., gone. And haven't been back since. Which leads us to where we are here with Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. God now has to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Reading on, sir, verse 9. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Again, we're reading the, old, the New Testament here. 
this is recorded in the New Testament, that God is going to have to make a new covenant with the house of Israel. That he's going to put his laws where? In our minds. And he's going to write his law in our hearts. I don't know what, where y'all, uh, I, I, I take the light back. For y'all, and the, this, this Christianity that was been taught by the white man since he first came and polluted the shores of the Americas, when did God ever do away with the law? Let me ask y'all a question. Doesn't it make more sense that, that for the white man to say that the law of God's done away with as he was stealing, robbing, pillaging, and raping people? Um, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be something that somebody who's been stealing, robbing, raping, and pillaging, wouldn't that be something that he puts into the, out in the air that God's laws done away with so he could do those things and, and, and not feel guilty for a couple hundred years? When the same people who came and taught us religion Say God's laws done away with that. Now anybody can be saved, but come back and establish their own laws called the Constitution. And then now, for the people that they they were killing, robbing, pillaging, raping, and and destroying, now according to the laws of the land, now according to the laws of the Constitution, they're the most locked up people in prisons today. Ain't that convenient? But here, when we actually read the Bible, Paul said in verse eight of verse ten, "For this is the new, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, after our punishment." Saith the Lord, "I will put my laws into their minds and write them in their hearts." And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Now, where did where did Paul come up with this? Where did Paul get this, that he could write this to the Hebrews? That's to the whole wide world. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 36. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter, chapter 36. We're going to read verses 22 through 36. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 36, and we're going to read verses 22 through 36. Where did Paul get this notion from? Come. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 22 reads, Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. This here, this, this, from when Ezekiel wrote this, it was a prophecy. From when Ezekiel wrote this, it, 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 it was, it's a prophecy. Now, God's going to say to Israelites, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zimba, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gad, Reuben, Asher, Thalia, he's going to save the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's going he's to save us. He's going to re- renew the covenant, but he's not doing it because of our sake, that we are so righteous now. We are so powerful. We are so good-looking. We are so wise and now so rich. 
We got that LAP money. Nope. <laughs> that is not why God's about to do this. That is not why God's going to reestablish his covenant with the house of Israel. It is, it's got nothing to do with us. Because God said that all we've done is profane his name among the heathen. That the heathen like, shit, it, why is he ever still messing with them Israelites? Look at them, and they don't even call us Israelites. Look at them niggas. <clears throat> Look at how they act. I ain't give a damn about the sports. I ain't give a damn about the entertainment. Look at World Star. What made Maury Povich rich? What made uh, any of these talk show hosts rich? By looking at the madness, the buffoonery of our people. What's that? Jerry, 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 Jerry. Steve, Steve Wilco. We get on Judge Judy, Judge Wabner, Judge Joe Brown, Judge uh, 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 Mathis, acting the goddamn fools. Ain't nobody trying to follow us to God. We go, we do Super Bowl, we do, we do Super Bowl uh, halftime shows. Janet Jackson got a show, got a rip off her, have a white boy pull her uh, her breast out doing a halftime show of the Super Bowl. Like, like the slut she is. Or the satanic rituals that that our people had to perform in some of the biggest televised events on the planet. Who in the hell would want to follow us to God as if, no, to a party, to some drugs? But that we actually have the ways, the keys to get to God? Hell to the no. Just be loud for no damn reason. Nothing we do is admirable in the eyes of God that God would want us to represent him. And then we, we, we're proud to be niggas. We're proud to be bitches. We're proud to be, going, I'm going with, back in hip-hop, a goon or a damn goblin. We're proud of these things. But we're supposed to be the people of God? He says, all we've done is profane his name among the heathen where we have gone. Wherever we've been scattered to. They call it white flight, which is, which is a very true statement which is something very, yes, white flight. A nigga to move to neighborhood, time to go, because niggas is going to bring down the property value of the neighborhood. We don't act like Israelites. We'd we, we be more happy and more profound to act like some damn Arabs 
Sudan Islam. Act like some goddamn fools, but not the people of God. So don't, we can't get it twisted that now it's all of a sudden that we just on the winning all-star team and because I'm such a uh, 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 a great day, I sing like Mike. I shoot like Mike. Uh, how, how, how's that, niggas in Paris? Um, oh, uh, Jay-Z and Kanye? Yeah, uh, uh, Michael, was it Jackson, Jordan? Yeah, <laughs> Tyson. Uh, <laughs> those are supposed to be all the, you know, the leaders of, of greatness. And, right. And, and, and who, who, represents, who represents our people. Jackson. Tyson, Jordan, game six. It's just the people going. It's provocative. <laughs> what does it mean? Nobody knows what it means. It just it just works. <laughs> For who? Not God. Reading on, sir. Yes, sir. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 23 reads, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. God is saying, when I clean y'all asses up in front of the nations, they going to know I'm God. When we stop acting like niggas and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, Haitians and Dominicans, like a, like like the Bible says, a bunch of de- degenerates. God says that, that He planted us a noble vine, but we we how do we become a degenerate plant in His eyes? But He said when He cleans us up in front of the nations, oh, they gonna know that there is a God. That only God can make these niggas into something. Besides thugs, basketball players, tattoo artists, real housewives of Atlanta, of L.A., of goddamn Albuquerque. You're going to clean them up? Only an act of God can do this. Reading on. Colin, Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 24. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Not not, not a couple of acres that we got in Georgia. Not a couple of acres that we got up in some damn mountains. When he brings us back to the land of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, back to Israel, back to Palestine, the entire nation. Not because you got you a, a four bedroom house and uh, an A B and B and you and you written the shit out and you just balling out of control. I'm reading on. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? Uh, this is going to be one hell of a day when the Lord finally destroys, just like he had to do with ancient Egypt. 
That's what's coming to Babylon the Great this time. The everything that we look up to and think is great, is going to save us, is going to be burnt the hell up. Bank accounts, credit cards, CDs, uh, your ADT security. It's all going to be burnt the hell up, gone. Your gun, your taser, gone. Your Facebook account. Reading on. Con. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. The hard-heartedness, the hard-headedness, the stubbornness that's in us, oh, that's going to be gone. When God finishes, when the Most High finishes, when the Creator finishes with America, oh, that, that hard heart, that, that I ain't going to change for nobody. Uh, you know what? I might just wait till God uh, just judges me because cause I'm, I'm tired, and I, I'm not just I'm, – I'm, I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the BS. So, you know what? I'm just going to live me. I'm just going to do me. And if God doesn't like it, then I guess when God gets here, I guess I'm going to deal with it then. People say some of the boldest shit. Right. Reading on. Time. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 27 reads, And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. I I can't interject on that. Go ahead. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. We're going back to the land that he gave our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob where God first started to try to give the Israelites generational wealth. He, there was no need for a damn portfolio. Reading on. Time. I will also save you from all your uncleanness. Actually, all your uncleannesses. And I will call. Right, right, right. Thank you for all your uncleannesses. And I will call for the corn And will increase it And lay no famine upon you And I will multiply the fruit of the tree And the increase of the field That ye shall receive no more reproach Of famine among the heathen then shall you remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourself in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. This, this, this is the point we got to get to. The, the world teaches you're supposed to love yourself. God says to Israel, you're supposed to look back and see what all we've done against our God and we're supposed to loathe ourselves. I got to look this up. Ezekiel 36, 31. Read that again while I pull the scripture up and also 
Colin. the definition? Colin. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 31 reads, Then shall you remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good, and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. <clears throat> good, good Lord. I just want to look at this word loathe real quick. God, I'm getting it right now. Definition of loathe. It is to fill an intense dislike or disgust for. An intense dislike or disgust for. He says that we're supposed to, that we're going to feel, we're going to loathe ourselves or do what? Dislike or be disgusted in ourselves. Yeah. This is where everybody got this shit like, no, I'm supposed to love myself. I'm supposed to love me. I ain't going to let nobody else put me down. I'm supposed to love me. If you don't love me for who I am, forget you and the horse you came in on. You don't get it. I'm tired of people putting me down. I don't like reading the Bible because all it does is just ever just put me down. It don't never encourage me. It's so you know y'all y'all are so unaccepting. You don't understand God. You really don't understand God. We so busy trying to look to be, to be the goddamn victims. And let a reflection, let a class come out there now. Might touch that nerve where God has been looking at me like as I'm as, that I'm filthy, and I'm disgusting. Also, now it's time to talk. It's time for I need I need I need I, I think I need to go ahead and explain, uh, explain to you how how the class doesn't really fit to me. That there's some things about my life and things that have gone on and happened with me that I don't think you're aware of. So as you was kind of bringing some of those things out and, and we was reading some of the scriptures that, that you really don't understand how, how that can't apply to me. Because I've been through things. Because I had things uh, uh, happen to me that was out of my control and then I just swore that I would never, ever, ever, uh, on all that I love, ever, let ever be controlled ever again. So, so you know, I know the glass was good for those people who it applies to, but I really don't think that that you you, you was knocking up the right door with that one, uh, knocking on the right tree with that one. That um, uh, that, that really is not this this thing. Um, uh, yeah, that that might be good for other people, but that really ain't got nothing to do with me. No, uh, that that really because uh, you, you just don't understand uh, what I've been through, and I think if you took a little bit more time to to, to listen to people. I think it took a little more time to listen to where I'm coming from. Uh, you you might you might not, you might be more careful in what what you decide to teach and what you decide to bring out. 
that you, you don't want to be handling the word of God deceitfully. There's supposed to be a good news. It's supposed to be a gospel that in church I get a good feeling about what I do. Um, and uh, uh, at the mosque, I get a good feeling about what I do. But um, with y'all, things is just, um, uh, no, I can't, uh-uh, I can't. Um, y- y'all are just um, unforgettable. And don't you know what happened to me? You know, I feel like I don't like talking to you. I feel like all you do is, is take things I spoke to you about and just use it against me. That 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 you can be um, really emotionally abusive, mentally abusive, verbally abusive, and, and, and not really be taken into consideration. Things that I've shared with you about things I've been through, and then you pull scriptures like that. I'm not even thinking about the Bibles that you had swore, that God's word cuts. I'm not even putting that together. I'm offended at you, that you are saying these things, and you are bringing these things out. Reading on with the scripture, Rob. Reading on with the scripture. Uh, Read verse Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 31 again. Yes, sir. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 31 reads, Then shall you remember your own evil ways and your doings and your doings that were not good and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. This right here is, is uh, future prophecy, but it's also present, uh, present, applies present day. That as we wake up and are getting cleaned up and being sanctified, Remember, Christ told us in St. John chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. That as we're getting washed and sanctified and cleansed by God's word, we are supposed to get to a point where we can't stand our doings. We loathe ourselves that we have given ourselves over to, that we have chose over God. Again, that's why Ecclesiastes one eighteen says, he that increases wisdom increases sorrow. This ain't the good ship lollipop. We're supposed that as the more that we get cleaned up, the more filthy we're supposed to see how, that we are. That we really have abandoned God. We really do choose everything but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We really do choose everything but to be humble, but to learn of me. I am meek and lowly of heart. You know, I, I, I used to not – I used to – I'm going to have a problem still accepting the song now, but Tank had a song uh, back in the day, I Deserve – Mine is better. Is it? <laughs> I might have to go back and revisit the lyrics of that damn song. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Con. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse. 32 reads, not for your sakes do I this, saith the Lord God, 
be it known unto you. Uh, Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Be, Be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. We're supposed to feel ashamed. Thank you, Father. Not feeling good and, and, and trying to get a pat on the back for at least I'm doing this, at least I'm doing that. We're supposed to be ashamed for our own ways. Things we've done and been through that we have departed from God. This is one thing. I, I, I am going to confess this. I am, am. I suffer from sexual child abuse. I was sexually abused as a child, and I've held a lot of anger and a lot of bitterness at God. That if there's a God, then why did God let this happen to me? But you know what? I, I never. What, what, what I, I used to n- never do. Consider that from the days that we came out of Egypt until finally we had to get kicked out of God's house in 70 AD, God was giving the Israelites laws on child on how to raise children. God was trying to spoon feed the Israelites on on morals. And warned the Israelites that if we did not obey his law, that the times will come that our children would suffer. Because as a nation, we've been nothing but disobedient and serving every other God on the planet that don't teach that doesn't teach compassion, love, mercy. Every other God, every other notion that doesn't teach selflessness. So we follow these other gods, and guess what? We we're 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 the result of our own goddamn decisions. So I can sit here and continue to feel sorry for myself for what I've been through, or come back and realize, no God, how many times did God have to warn the Israelites that if we didn't obey His laws? These are going to be the consequences of what we were going to go through. <clears throat> but we want to come back and keep trying to feel sorry for ourselves. And now justify that now I can act like this, I should be like this, or what have you, because of what I've been through. Get the hell out of here. And Shut the front door. For over 1,600 years, from the time we came out of Egypt until the time of of the Assyrian captivity, and then later on the Roman captivity, God had been trying to warn us of what was going to happen and what the end result was going to be for us trying to still follow and be like the nations, to worship, to serve, to love, to be loyal to how the nations do things, 
that it was going to be evil. It was going to be wrong. It was going to be ill for our children, for us. Now, we're supposed to be ashamed and confounded of our own ways. We didn't know how to pick no damn wife. We didn't know how to pick no damn husband. We didn't use God. We didn't use not one scripture in how to pick or determine what a good damn woman is or what a good damn man is. So now we got nothing but dysfunctional-ass families all over the damn place. Because of what we chose. Because of what the hell we picked. Because of what we did. But we don't want to be ashamed for that. We want somebody to get along with our righteous indignation about our own damn choices. Reading on, verse 33. Yes, sir. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 33 reads, Thus saith the Lord God, In the day that I shall have cleansed, cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the wastes shall be builded. <clears throat> and the desolate land shall be tilled, whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by. And they shall say, this land was desolate, is become like the Garden of Eden. And the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced. And are inhabited Then the heathen that are left round about you Shall know that I, the Lord Build the ruined places And plant <clears throat> I'm sorry oh, Okay, let me, let me read that again 35 And they shall say this land That was desolate Is become like the Garden of Eden And the waste and desolate And ruined cities Are become fenced and are inhabited Then the heathen that are left round about you Shall know that I, the Lord Builded the ruined places And plant that that Was desolate I, the Lord, have spoken it And I will do it From now let's go to Ezekiel Chapter 11 Verses 14 through 21 God. Ezekiel chapters Chapter 11. Yeah, we're going to do chapter 11 now, verse 14 through 21. And, yes, God's going to have to put a new – God's going to put his spirit within us. God's going to put his law within the Israelites. That this is prophesied that, yes, even after he kicked us out of the land in 70 AD, even after he kicked us out of the land in 722 BC, the time's going to come, he's going to clean the Israelites up. And we're in this process now that we're going to be cleaned up. But this ain't it's supposed to be a time that we feel good about ourselves. We're supposed to feel ashamed for what we've done against the Lord God from the time, the day we stepped out, the step one foot out of Egypt. We've been uh, rebelling against God. We've been stubborn against God, the Creator, for saving us. But He's going to clean us up. He's going to make a new covenant with us, and we're going to be his, the Israelites are going to be his people. He's going to be our God. Ezekiel, chapter 11, verse 14 through 21. Yes, sir. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, thy brethren, even thy brethren, 
the men of thy kindred, and all the house of Israel, holy are they unto whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get you far from the Lord. Unto us is this land, is this land given in possession. Therefore say, Thus saith the Lord God, Although I have cast them, af- cast them far off among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. Now, this year, imagine this. The, 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 king, the northern kingdom of Israel gets kicked out of, of the, the land of Israel back in 722 B.C. And for those Israelites that still remain in the land, the, the, the southern kingdom, we had the nerve and the audacity to look at the, uh, the other nation, the other kingdom, the other Israelites, and they had good riddance. Y'all ain't no damn good, and God only loves us. And we're going to keep acting like the way y'all acting, but God loves us. We had some damn nerve, didn't we? I bet we, and in and, 70 and AD, that tune changed, didn't it? But God said, God is saying that he's going to provide a little sanctuary for us. Even though we, we be cast among the heathen, God's going to provide a little sanctuary for us of remnant. A little place of a sanctuary. And what is the sanctuary? Safety zone. Just be humble. Be patient. Reading on. Yes, sir. Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 17 reads, Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. I hope everybody that, that reading this, that one thing I, 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 that we did on, on, on this show here, on this podcast here, was I went over like three or four classes, the past three or four classes, um, showing how, how we got scattered out of the land, and the Israelites were dispersed out of the land. Um, commencing in 722 B.C. under the Assyrian captivity and ending in 70 A.D. when the Romans came and, and, and totally overthrew Jerusalem. That from that particular time, the Israelites have now been kicked out of the land of Israel. But what did the scripture say that you just read? Uh, uh, the scripture that I just read was Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 16, and it reads, Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, although I have cast them far off among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. Go ahead. Therefore say, Thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. He's going to bring the Israelites back home. That, yes, even after all his fierce anger and wrath, and he's going to kick us to the curb, he's going to bring us back home. <clears throat> 
the Israelites, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. The times can come, we're going to go back home. But we're not going back home as niggas. We're going back to home as Israelites, God's people. Reading on. On Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 18 reads, And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof, and all the abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and I will get and will give them an heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them, as we're reading all this, this is why you can why we can see why. One, just how angry the Most High was at us, that our enemies did not want the Old Testament read. Did not want us to actually read the Old Testament. That God is going to punish us, but yes, he's going to bring us back home. Reading on. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 20 uh, reads, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord God. Don't want to change? For those Israelites that just don't want to change, we're going to keep walking in our own imaginations. That's what God said, cool, I'm going to send you a strong delusion to have you believe a lie. Let's get that real quick. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, I believe it is. Con. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10. Okay, it says, ye are witnesses. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Um, Give me one second. Strong delusion. Strong delusion. Uh, It's 2 and 11, actually. (laughs) The verse down. (laughs) So it says in uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. No, no, no. We, 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 then we got to start at verse 10. We have to start at verse 10. Con. <clears throat> Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2 and verse 10, it reads, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. But why? But why? It said, it said with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, and then that perish. That people are deceived by, by, by their own unrighteousness. Don't go, we don't want to live by God's righteousness. 
So now we're deceived by the pleasure that we get from being unrighteous in God's eyes, thinking that gain is godliness, that I don't want to accept or or confront or think about or, or confess the things I've done wrong. Cool. God says when it gets to that point, he's going to send a person alive. That they might be what? What verse you in? Um, second verse 11 again. Verse 11 God. again. And, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. It's going to say why. Go ahead. Um, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that the truth here, it, it ain't just, it's not just talking about the truth of that we are the Israelites, but the truth of the, the, the things that we've done against God that we're supposed to be ashamed of, that we're supposed to be disgusted by our own actions. But for those that don't even want to face that, I ain't trying to deal with that because I've got so much pain. I've got so much sorrow already in my life. I'm not going to look at how filthy I've been in the eyes of God. Speaking to me smooth things. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before my face. That's when God's got to send that person a strong delusion. That now that person should believe a lie and not be saved. Read the next verse. And tell everybody where you're at. I'm, I'm in Second Thessalonians chapter uh, two and uh, verse twelve, which reads that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But verse thirteen. But but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Bad. Verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Cool. From there, let's get, um, I'm going to go to, I'm going back to Ezekiel 11, 17. I'm going to read this, this uh, commentary from uh, John Gill. Going back, do me a favor. Let me, let me, let me slow down. Please go back and read Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 17. Come on. Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 17 <clears throat> reads, Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. Cool. Now I'm going to read this commentary from John Gill. This is the John Gill commentary on Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 17. And the scripture says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people. That's what the scripture says. Now we're going to get the commentary from this historian. He says, The, Babyl- uh, the Babylonians, the Medes, the Persians, uh, where they had been carried away captive. Again, going back all the way through the series that, we, that we've been going through, from the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, and the Medes, and then the Greeks and the Romans, we, the Israelites are going to eventually be gathered back together. 
It says, and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered. That's what the scripture says, and the commentary says, that is, out of Chaldea and Media, out of which they should come in a body, and not singly or in small numbers as they did when Cyrus issued out his proclamations. This ain't about just the individual. Like a lot of Israelites really think this is about, it's about just the individual or small numbers. I wish we would read. The scripture says, and I will give you the land of Israel. Commentary. Not only the Jews of the two tribes of Judah and Benjamin, but many of the ten tribes came out of Babylon with Zerubbabel and settled in the land of Israel. And hither they came also in latter times. Even those that settled in other countries at their several uh, festivals and about such time, more especially that the Messiah was expected and continued there, and this will have a full uh, completion at the restoration of the Jews in the latter days. This is going to have a more complete, fuller completion of the restoration of the Israelites, of the Jews, in the latter days, after this captivity that we're currently in. The Lord God's still going to bring us back. But again, like he said, not for our sakes, not for our names, but for his name's sake. From there, check it out. Um, let's get Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 25. Uh, <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 5 reads, <clears throat> 25. Chapter 28, verse 25. Right. Okay. Chapter 28 and verse 25, Ezekiel reads, Thus saith the Lord God, when I shall have gathered the house of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered and shall be sanctified in them in the sight of the heathen, then shall they dwell in their land that I have given to my servant Jacob. Let's get Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 13. Come. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 13 reads, And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries, and I will bring, and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. We're coming back home. The Israelites are going to make it back home. The after the Lord was, was so pissed at us, he scattered us and, and literally kicked us like a ball up out the land. In 722 B.C. and then, uh, again in 70 A.D., but he's going to bring us back. He's going to bring us back. He's going to give us the opportunity to come back. From there, let's get Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 21 through 28. Con. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 21 reads, And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation, in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king to them all, and they shall 
be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places wherein they have sinned and will cleanse them. So shall they be my people and I will be their God. What verse was that? That was 23. We're going to read all the way through 28. God. And David, my servant, shall be king over them, and they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yeah, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. But well, you, you just read that. Right. What, what, what you just read? Right. What, what, what are you thinking about after reading something like that? <laughs> um, what, come, what, come, what comes to you? What, 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 what comes to me first of, first of all is the possessive pronoun them, <laughs> you know, and being chosen. And also them being the ones that are filthy, <laughs> prideful, believing in themselves or ourselves, and that the Heavenly Father is letting everyone know that we are being punished for our for our opinions, our iniquities, our sins, our filthiness, our uh, um, just sins, basically. And that until we acknowledge, you know, I'm not going to go to the scripture, but we, until we acknowledge our, that we were wrong until we loathe, which, by the way, the synonym for loathe is hate, <laughs> one of the synonyms. Hate the things to where we sincerely repent to clean ourselves, to, 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 to allow ourselves to be cleaned by the Heavenly Father. Um, 
in which that's going to happen. That's going to happen no matter what the, the, the heathens say or no matter what we want to believe. Except for the ones that want to stay in this, in this, you know, in this, this, this filthiness and in our own ways, that he, he, he's going to bring us back. In our salvation, he's, he's going to keep his promise. Because reading not for our own sake, but for his name, because he said he would bring us back home. He said he would cleanse us and sanctify us by the truth. He says he bowed and he's made a new covenant with us that we will be following his law, statutes, and commandments and we are we are going to be the proof that he is uh, the, the power, the, the most high power, um, by cleaning the filthiness and breaking our, our hard heads, <laughs> making our, our, our minds soft again in, in the spirit and worshiping him, um, that he is the, he, he is the, for, for, for a, a lack of a better word, I don't even know if there is a better word, that, you know, the power of, of the truth. The truth, because the truth is, is that he's going, he's, he's going to, to, to take us back. He's going to save us he, he, from, you know, from being around the heathens, the people that, that hate us. But also it comes with a stipulation of us getting to know him and coming back to him in his ways and following um, under him in one accord. It's not going to be individually, like you, you know, like you said before in the class. Um, with that, I, I, I feel a, a, a great sense of, uh, of joy, a great sense of joy but all at the same time, a great sense of sorrow because of all the things that just, just me having to repent and acknowledge. Only if you acknowledge and hate and loathe the things that you've done. You know, um, basically, we all have to get to the level of uh, of of seeing ourselves as extremely sinful people towards the Heavenly Father. Once we recognize that, once we acknowledge that, then according to the scriptures, Ezekiel um, Ezekiel 37 that we just read all the way through, um, he's going to bring us home. Okay. All right, we just got to notice, brothers and sisters, that we have about a minute left before, before the, the two hours has expired. So I'm 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 gonna uh, use that uh, to to end the show uh, here at this time. 
Uh, I, I feel small. I feel real small. And by that I mean to have gone through in, in, in this series and going through and, and, and understanding how, how, how much we, we have provoked the Most High, how much we have, have rejected and been disloyal to the Most High, how much we always keep falling back to our own imaginations and what, how we see it and what we think and what we put together. Um, as individuals, uh, seeking for our own wealth, our own power. Uh, we want to be individuals. We don't want to be um, the Israelites. We, we want to make, make sure we, we stand out and, and that we, we, we're outside the box. And, and, we, 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 and then we go to justifying ourselves so much, and, then, and, and, and we have really shown the, the Father how much we love being with, around the other nations to the point where we really cannot stand him. We really hate him. But we can accept an Arab. We can accept a Chinese, a Japanese, an East Indian. We can accept a, um, a slide from Guam or white. But to accept God and what the Bible says that was written for us, We had issues with that. That's sad. But know that that the, the father, as, and if, if y'all didn't catch it or understand where, where we're headed, we're headed to, yes, the, the, after scattering the Israelites, scattering the 12 tribes of Israel, like James uh, chapter 1 verse 1 says, that God's going to gather back the Israelites, the, 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 the seed of Israel, not, not the spiritual Israelite. Church malarkey. God's going to gather back the, ch- the children of Israel back together. But because of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, or um, Yahweh Shai, that, that as we read a little earlier, in, when we just read in Ezekiel chapter uh, 37, that he's going to bring that root of David. David's going to be a prince that Christ is going to be king of kings and lord of lords, that Christ is going to be the last deliverer and savior of the nation of Israel. But we have to repent, y'all. We have to repent. We have to feel ashamed. It's a shame that it's taken from the time we came out of Egypt Let's do a little, little bit of math at, before, as, as I get ready to let this go. If we – we're not living. I'm, I'm going to pull a calculator up. We're living in the year 2023. We, we left Egypt approximately – 1,500 years before Christ. So I'm going to take 2023 and I'm going to add 1,500 years. That is 3,523 years. 
that it's, 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 it's taken 3,523 years, 3,500 years for the Israelites and all the punishments and all the slavery and everything that, that we, 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 we've been through is finally going to take, it's taken over 3,520-something years just to get to the point where we feel sorry and ashamed for what we've done. Three thousand five hundred and twenty some years and, and we walk around like we're still owed something. I, I understand why the scripture said what Paul said several times, I write this to your shame. I'm not writing this for for our feel goods. I'm writing this for your shame. That we're still looking to be coddled and, 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 and rubbed on the butt like like now we're doing something. Only because we call ourselves Israelites now, that's why we're doing something, because I call myself an Israelite. The research ain't really going into what that means. There's plenty of research in proving that the people here in the Americas are the Israelites. I, I, I'm not saying that that, that that's not that, that type of research isn't happening. It definitely is. Going it definitely is going to the archaeology, going into into the histories and the analysis. But in all that research we're doing, why does the Most High keep destroying each one of those kingdoms? Why he still kick the Israelites out of the out, out of the Promised Land? And why are we not back home yet? Just some food for thought. I reminded we do have a program coming up uh, March 6th and March 7th. Uh, March 6th and 7th, uh, uh, we are observing a uh, program. And then coming around next month, it, it's right around the corner now, y'all. Next month is Passover. Um, March 9th uh, to be held in uh, Newport April News. Uh, April 9th um, in Newport News, uh, Virginia. Uh, we're going to congregate for the Passover uh, at that particular time. For those who can't make it to that Passover, um, a war and the Sword of Truth, um, ISBHBK Sword of Truth, will be holding a second Passover of exactly one month later, May 6th. Uh, exactly one month later, May 6th, for all those Israelites that might not have been able to attend the first Passover um, due to whatever circumstances, there is a second Passover being held May 6th. Uh, so everybody might be able to attend now, and if you can't attend, uh, the one being held April 6th. All right, uh, Gabar, do you have anything, anything at all, bro, uh, recap or, or anything? Um, just, just that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in an accord with, with you and, in, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the feeling, you know, small. And 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 then also I'm I'm feeling uplifted in a in a way also because I now know 
what it is that we need to do as a as a as as teachers and as as a nation is to to acknowledge and repent sincerely to the heavenly father for for our sins for our iniquities and 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 quit playing the victim and quit acting like we're owed that's why, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us of our debts. <laughs> you know, True. forgive us of, of our debts. He, we owe, not the other way around. You know, and, uh, you know, like I said before in, in the scripture, it says, if you would only acknowledge, if Israel as a nation would only acknowledge, because it's, as you said, it's it's not enough that we know who we are. Well, I mean, you know, because he knows who we are. He he knew who we were when he spread us out. Right. So that's 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 not enough. You know, although it is beneficial and it's the first thing, you know, of of knowing who we are and acknowledging who we are and then acknowledging our sins. Uh, and trespasses towards the Heavenly Father. Um, yeah. That's, uh, you know, that, that, you know, in the, in the words of Forrest <laughs> Gump, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> you know, I really... <laughs> All right, brother. Says, yeah, we, we are going to end this this uh, this podcast uh, on, on that note. Uh, please tune in tomorrow night uh, uh, for Barnabas' uh, Bible breakdowns. Uh, um, I believe he's still going to do it. Uh, please tune in again tomorrow night for Barnabas' Bible breakdowns. Uh, please catch uh, ISBHBK, uh, San Antonio, Houston, uh, Norfolk. Uh, please catch the Five Minutes of Wisdom with Brother Kazakia, um, the the Hidden Truth of uh, Bible Show. Uh, uh, Hebrew Media Core. Uh, please don't forget to check out uh, isbhbk.com. Um, and please don't support. Please don't forget to support um, Eastern Fragrances, uh, Undermark Moving, um, Custom Creations, Israel Wear, uh, Sweet Ambiance, or even EO Pure Therapy. Uh, help us get this, this word out. Help us get this truth out. All right. So with that, uh, my name is Machado. My name is Gabor Kawa. And for ISBHBK, we like to say Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.